Tashtilek and welcome to Tibet this week, a weekly news edition on Tibet, His Holiness the Dalai Lama and Central Tibetan Administration. Let's have a look at today's headlines. His Holiness the Dalai Lama to visit Sikkim and Bodhgaya in December. His Holiness the Dalai Lama meets former President of European Parliament Dr. Hans Gart Pothering. Sikkong continues advocacy for Tibet in Canada. Canadian Parliament welcomes Sikkong Pembatsering. VTEC Australia Strategy Meeting concludes with appointment of regional coordinators and adoption of action plan. Kalu Nozuduma concludes visit to Australia and New Zealand. Australian All-Party Parliamentary Tibet Group asks Foreign Minister Wong to raise Tibet at UN Periodical Review on China. President of Foreign Affairs Committee, Belgian Federal Parliament calls for the end of coercion of Tibetan children. Japan, Tibet, Uyghur and Southern Mongolia conduct seminar condemning China's infamous religious order number 19. Tibet Museum launches exhibition on advocating Tibet. Tibet support group of Arunachal Pradesh holds executive body meeting in Itanagar. According to the website of Office of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, His Holiness the Dalai Lama will give a one-day teaching on Kelsey Thome Sangbo's 37 practices of Bodhisattva Lalin Soduma at Peljo Stadium in Sikkim at the request of the Sikkim state government. Following that, on 14 December, His Holiness will give a general teaching followed by the ceremony of generation of Bodhicitta Semke at Semgu Monastery in Salugara, West Bengal. His Holiness will begin his visit and teachings in Bodhgaya from 20th December till January 1st. On Monday this week, Dr. Hans Gart Pothring, a former president of the European Parliament and a close friend of His Holiness the Dalai Lama, visited the latest residence in Tharamshala. I remember when we had a preparatory meeting in my office as president of the European Parliament, before your great speech, you said to me, my comrade, and I said, I don't like the word comrade. And then you said, we are friends. <laughs> we are friends. And since then, we are friends. Following his meeting with His Holiness, Dr. Potring visited Central Tibetan Administration, where he met and interacted with the officiating Sikyong, Thalam Doma Changra, the Education Minister. On Tuesday this week, Dr. Hans Gart Pottering, former president of the European Parliament, visited the Tibetan Parliament in exile. He had a meeting with Speaker Kimposunam Tempel, Deputy Speaker Thomas Rinteka, and members of the Standing Committee and discussed various issues of shared interests. Sikyong Pimpasring of the Central Tibetan Administration was welcomed at the Canadian Parliament on Wednesday this week. Canadian MP and the new chair of the Canadian Parliamentary Friends of Tibet, James Maloney, welcomed Sikyong in the presence of Speaker Greg Fergus and members of the House. Elected as Sikyong in 2021, he's the voice of the Tibetan people around the world, including right here in Canada, Mr. Speaker. And Mr. Speaker, he too served as the Speaker of the Parliament of the Central Tibetan Administration. Canadian Parliamentary Friends of Tibet organized a farewell reception for Sikyong Pembatsering, attended by numerous Canadian members of the parliament comprising of Parliamentary Friends of Tibet. 
Sigyong addressed the three-day Halifax International Security Forum 2023, where he met and engaged with numbers of MPs, government officials and Tibet supporters in Ottawa to garner support for Tibetan freedom struggle and raising the issue of human rights violations in Tibet under the People's Republic of China. On 19 November, Sikyong was given a warm welcome from the director of the Canada-Tibet Committee, Sherab Tharchin, and executive members of the Ottawa-Tibetan Community Association upon his arrival to the Canada's capital. In Ottawa, Sikyong Bembasiri met and interacted with MB Francio Blanchet, the leader of Bloc Cubicures, MB Alexis Brunel, and MP Julia Vignola. He also met with the MP Arif Virani, Minister of Justice and Attorney General of Canada, a long-time Tibet supporter and Vice-Chair of the Parliamentary Friends of Tibet, MP Ghani Genius and members of the Ottawa Friends of Tibet. During the meetings, the head of the exiled Tibetan administration expressed his appreciation to the supporters on behalf of the larger Tibetan community and discussed with them the strengthening of Canada's support to Tibet. He further updated the situation of human rights in Tibet under the Communist Party of China, among other issues, when interacting with the MPs and supporters. On Monday this week, Sikyong Bembasering spoke on human rights in Tibet with Canadian TV journalist David Corin on Canada's leading news program, CBC Power and Politics. Uh, we travel around the world to let people know about what's happening inside Tibet, uh, particularly uh, Chinese policies that are more tightening and uh, that are all aimed at eradication of the Tibetan people's identity inside Tibet, and also to uh, seek support, uh, both uh, political and financial support for the Tibetan cause. Sikyong Bimbatsering was accompanied by Representative Dr. Namge Chudub of the Office of Tibet, Washington, D.C., and Sherab Tharjin, Director of the Canada-Tibet Committee, during his engagements. The WeTech Australia Strategy Meeting and Advocacy Training, a collaborative effort between the Tibet Information Office, Canberra, and the Department of Information and International Relations of Central Tibetan Administration, was inaugurated at the National Press Club of Australia on 17 November. The event brought together key figures, experts and advocates from in and around Australia to discuss and strategize on Tibet advocacy undertakings in Australia. Kalu Nodziruma, Minister of the Department of Information and International Relations, CTA, graced the inaugural ceremony as the chief guest and Senator Janet Rice as the guest of honor. In a keynote address, Kalu emphasized on the significance of participation of Tibetan youth in continuing and advancing the Tibetan freedom movement. The sessions were headed by Honourable Kevin Andrews, former Defence Minister of Australia, discussing Tibet, Australia and China relations. Gabriel Lafitte, an author and Tibet environment specialist, took the stage to delve into climate change and Tibet with particular focus on large-scale lithium mining taking place in Tibet. Tenzi Pinzo Doring, a member of Tibetan parliament in exile, shared insights on the role of Tibetan youth and the future of Tibet. And Dr. Zio Bedford, Executive Officer of Australia Tibet Council, who spoke on advocacy and human rights. Kingzum Dongdu, former member of Tibetan Parliament and Strategic Campaigns Lead at Amnesty International Australia, discussed key components of campaigning, movement building and strategizing political advocacy. 
The second day of the VTAC Australia Strategy Meeting and Advocacy Training concluded with a series of key developments, including the appointment of regional coordinators and the formulation of an action plan aimed at advancing and sustaining Tibet advocacy in their respective regions. After the completion of the VTAG meeting come training, Kalu Nozudoma of Department of Information and International Relations, CTA, flew to Sydney from Canberra, accompanied by Representative Kama Singhe of the Office of Tibet, Canberra, Tibet Information Office, where Kalu met and interacted with staff and board members of Australia-Tibet Council. Later, Kalu and Representative met with representatives of Chinese democracy activists, Taiwanese, Hong Kongers, Uyghurs and members of several organizations and NGOs based in Australia. Following her successful visit to Australia, Kalu Nozudoma met with the rest of the members of the Wellington Base, Friends of Tibet and thanked them for their long-standing support to the Tibetan movement. She informed them of the critical situation in Tibet where cultural genocide is going on through the sinicization of Tibetan Buddhism and boarding schools. She also briefed them about the policy of middle way approach of the Central Tibetan Administration for resolving the Sino-Tibet conflict. On Tuesday this week, Kalu met and interacted with the members of the New Zealand Tibetan community and Tibet supporters at the Mount Eden Memorial Hall in Auckland. On Monday this week, Kalu Nozuduma and Representative Kama Singhe of the Office of Tibet Canberra participated in the annual summit of Asia-Pacific Security Innovation, a leading New Zealand think tank in strategic partnership and cooperation in international relations at Wellington, New Zealand. Kalu participated in the panel on soft power statecraft and cultural diplomacy for policy dialogue and spoke on the concept of soft power in Tibet's diplomatic endeavors and how cultural assets and potential avenues enhance Tibet's diplomatic influence. This annual summit was attended by diplomats and experts from different nations to exchange views and enhance understanding of the complexities surrounding current international affairs. The Australian All-Party Parliamentary Group for Tibet on 16 November wrote to Foreign Minister Penny Wong urging her to raise the Sino-Tibet conflict and China's appalling human rights record at the UN Periodical Review on China due to take place in January 2024. The co-chairs of the group comprising Senator Dean Smith, Susan Templeman, MP and Senator Janet Rice have appealed to the Foreign Minister to ensure that Australia's submission to China's Universal Periodic Review directly reference Tibet and Tibetan rather than using terms such as ethnic minorities or religious minorities, which are the terms encouraged by the Chinese government. The letter concludes with the members expressing hope for Australia to uphold the integrity of UPR process and Australia's commitment to human rights. On Monday this week, on the occasion of World Children's Day, Ms. Van Hoof, President of Foreign Affairs Committee of the Belgian Federal Parliament, condemns the forced assimilation of the one million Tibetan children in Chinese state-run boarding schools separated from their families. She calls this policy, which aims to eradicate Tibetan language, culture, religion and identity, unacceptable. Ms. Van Hoof calls on the PRC authorities to end the coercion of Tibetan children in state-run boarding schools and she further calls on them to cease repressive assimilationist policy to comply with the PRC's obligations under international law. 
On Monday this week, Safe Tibet Network and Tibet House Japan organized a seminar on China's religious order number no. 19, issued on September 1st at Shinjuku Historical Museum in Tokyo. The panel is comprising Japanese parliamentarian Mitsus Payashi Hiromi, Dr. Miyawaki Junko, Vice Chairman of Super Sangha Reverend Kobayashi Shui, and Dr. Guruvat Achar, Secretary General of Southern Mongolia Congress, Subud Mohammed of Japan Uyghur Association, and Dr. Arya Tsawan Gebo of the Liaison Office of His Holiness Dalai Lama spoke on the dreadful nature of this order. Since the Tibet Museum of the Department of Information and International Relations of the Central Tibetan Administration moved to Kanjin Kishong, the seat of the Central Tibetan Administration, visitor footfall has decreased to 35,000 from 80,000 annual visitors. But with a traveling exhibition, the Tibet Museum intends to engage and advocate for a more diverse community, particularly tourists visiting Maklod Ganj, who already have a higher affinity for Tibet and its rich Tibetan heritage. Starting today, 20th November, the Tibet Museum is starting a five-day traveling exhibition titled Advocating Tibet, open to the general public with an intent to engage and advocate the diverse community, uh, particularly the visiting uh, tourists in Maklod Ganj here at the courtyard of Tsuglakang, the main temple. Uh, currently, we are targeting five days uh, starting from Monday to Friday. Uh, so, in these five days, uh, for the first two days, we will be uh, exhibiting Indo-Tibetan, you know, uh, the relationship, traveling, uh, traveling exhibition based on Indo-Tibetan relationship. So that is very important because most of the visitors here, I think around 90% of them are uh, Indian. So they should know, you know, how India and Tibet, not only geographically, you know, they are neighboring countries, but through culture, through religion, you know, through uh, various uh, cultural heritage, they are brother and sister. So I think uh, we should uh, uh, tell them the truth about how, uh, you know, we, uh, the Tibetan Buddhism came from India, how the literature and language came from India. So I think uh, through this photographic exhibition, one will understand all the uh, detail, historical, uh, the fact and figures about that. Whatever I've read and gone through, I extremely appreciate the relation between my country, India, and Tibet. And the way the uh, Dalai Lama, His Highness, he is here. And how both the countries have you know, taken care of each other and where we are standing today. So... Thank you very much and we appreciate everything that Tibetans do in, in, in our country. Uh, Till today that we cherish the relationship, like as I see from Nehru onwards, different Prime Ministers, Nehru, Indira Gandhi, then Lal Bahadur Shastri, then afterwards we come even uh, Rajiv Gandhi, until now Modi also. Though, though we have internally, internal fights and uh, internal conflicts also, but Atiti uh, Deva, no? We find God in our guests, so they are also our people. So that relationship which is, uh, which was touching for us, for me to learn and to see and to cherish the relationship. The Tibet support group of Arunachal Pradesh held an executive body meeting under the chairmanship of Sri Tak Tarak, president of Tibet support group of Arunachal Pradesh in Itanagar on 19th November. The meeting was attended by Sri R.K. Krume, former MP and national convener, co-group for Tibetan cause India, Tenzin Zundu, Tibetan activist and writer, Dr. Leki Wangchu, chairman of State Food Commission and president of Itanagar Buddhist 
Culture Society, Sri Doji Pinzo, heads of the different communities in the state and number of well-wishers. Tibet support group Arunachal Pradesh consists of 14 new executive members and the members were selected from the prominent personalities of the state such as former ministers, former MLAs, corporators, former panchayat leaders, government officers and officials. That is all the news for this week's edition of Tibet This Week. Thank you for watching Tibet TV.